It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Good afternoon, saints. This is another blessed evening of Bible study. This is Minister Mary bringing you the word tonight on having strength and courage to be obedient. We thank and praise God for those that are on the airways tonight, those that are on the computers tonight, those that are listening in, those who desire to listen in but not able to do so. We ask the good Lord to just bless each and every person tonight, both on the line, on the computers, in their homes, wherever they may be. We give honor and thanks and praise unto our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew 6 and 35 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When we come before our Heavenly Father, he knows what we have need of even before we ask. God provides for every area in our lives and knows the best and perfect way to strengthen, encourage, lead, and guide us into all truth if we but ask and let him. Today's lesson is having the strength and courage to be obedient. We will examine what these attributes mean in the Lord, marriage, faith, and in ministry, and speaking of God's word. First, we look at definitions and scriptures for spiritual strength, which can be defined as integrity, purity, love, and the willingness to go the distance even when things are really rough to know that what is the hardest thing ever for you is not someone else's nemesis, and to be able to allow them their own space and time to falter and recover is a great expression of grace. The willingness to allow, to forgive, to see an ego in all its self-aggragonized glory and know that this too shall pass. We are all challenged. We are all fearful. We are all hurting. We all have a deep and true desire to love and to be loved. What we choose when it is dark and scary shows the true measure of the realized spirit. Spiritual strength can also be defined as firmness, solidarity, or toughness, power or vigor of any kind. Support, that which supplies strength, 
and security. God is our refuge and strength. Psalms 46. Spiritual strength is also defined as spiritual firmness and mental toughness. In Ephesians 6, 11, and 18 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins, your, excuse me, your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shrouded with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Therefore, draw your strength from God and not on your own reliance. It is his strength that sustains us and not our own. And Isaiah 40, 27 to 31 says, Jacob, why do you say, and Israel, why do you assert, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my claim is ignored by God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? Yahweh is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never grows faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the weary and strengthens the powerless. Youth may faint and grow weary, and young men may stumble and fall, but those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So when we wait on the Lord, he invigorates and rejuvenates. This is having strength in the Lord and being strengthened by him. Amen? Spiritual courage means that we no longer act for what we feel others want or expect us to do. We no longer allow fear to guide our lives. We follow deep inner guidance of the soul by being loyal to ourselves and following the spiritual heart. We gain in courage and self-confidence. We begin to realize a deeper oneness with God and all of life. Spiritual courage also means to take something to heart. Strength is found in the deep, in the depths of the heart. Sometimes we need to excavate and go deep to find it. The more deeply we feel that we are one with the divine, the more we become fearless. Matthew 9 and 12 says, Have courage, son, your sins are forgiven. Matthew 14, 31 says, This is Peter walking on the water. Immediately Jesus spoke to them, Have courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter answered him, Command me to come to you on the water. Come, he said, and climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he took his eyes off the prize 
and he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold to him, and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Do we have any comments or questions at this point? No, ma'am, I don't. I just thank God for what I'm hearing so far. Amen. Thank you so much for being on the line with me tonight. It only takes strength, courage, and obedience to believe and follow God. It also takes faith. God is with us on a daily basis. He never slumbers nor sleeps. He's always ready to help us, teach us, lead us, guide us, love us, and keep us. God's power is down on the inside of us. We just have to believe and keep the faith on the walk called the journey of life. Amen? By maintaining our focus on God, we can accomplish all that we set our mind to do, but most importantly, what the Father has for us to do. In Acts 23:11, this was the plot against Paul, and it says, The following night the Lord stood by him and said, Have courage, for as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome with God on our side, and we are walking in the fullness of God. Jesus will always provide encouragement and strength for us to endure and go through as well as a way of escape. He will also shield us and protect us so that his word will go forth to accomplish that which it was sent. Spiritual obedience means listening deeply to God, to hear, trust, submit, and surrender to God and obey his word. Our motivation for obedience is love. Obedience is also behavior that is respectful and mindful of rules and laws, the act of practice of obeying, dutiful or submissive compliance. Now, God also rewards obedience, and I'll give you a couple of scriptures that um, testify to that. In Genesis 22 and 18, says, God told Abraham, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because you have obeyed my command. In Exodus 19:4 through 5, God speaking to Moses says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to me. Now, if you would listen to me and carefully keep my covenant, you will be my own possession out of all the peoples, although all the earth is mine, and you will be my kingdom of priests and my holy nation. These are the words that you are to say to the Israelites. In Luke eleven twenty-seven to 28, <clears throat> says, As he was saying these things, a woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, The womb that bore you and the one who nursed you are blessed. He said, Even more, those who hear the word of God and keep it are blessed. Amen. What a um, wonderful testimony and good examples of how God rewards obedience. And in James 1, 22 and 25, <clears throat> Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man looking at his own face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and right away forget what kind of man he was. 
but the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer who acts, this person will be blessed in what he does. We thank God for his uh, examples. There are so many more, but these three quickly came, excuse me, these four quickly came to mind. Do I have any comments or any questions thus far? No. Thank you. Let me just take a little drink of water. Obedience to God proves our love. And 1 John 5, 2 and 3 says, This is how we know that we love God's children, when we love God and obey his commands. For this is what love for God is, to keep his commands. Now his commands are not a burden. Second John says, And this is love, that we walk according to his command. This is the command, as you heard it from the beginning, you must walk in love. Obedience to God demonstrates our faith. This is shown in 1 John 2, uh, 3 to 6, which says, This is how we are sure that we have come to know him, by keeping his commands. The one who says, I have come to know him without keeping his command, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly in him the love of God is perfected. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. Amen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. First Samuel fifteen twenty three says, Then Samuel said, Does the Lord take pleasure in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as obeying the Lord? Look, to obey is better than sacrifice. To pay attention is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and defiance is like the wickedness and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of God, he has rejected you as king. And Romans 5 and 19 says, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Also in 1 Corinthians 15 and 22 it says, For all, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Disobedience leads to sin and death. The disobedience of Adam brought sin and death into the world, but Christ's perfect obedience restores our fellowship with God for everyone who believes in him. Thank you, Jesus. Through obedience, we experience the blessing of holy living. Only Jesus Christ is perfect. Therefore, only he could walk in sinless obedience. But as we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us from within, we grow in holiness. Amen? Any comments? Any questions? Anyone want to expound any further on the word? Obedience and love. We have to understand that the incarnation of Jesus in his humanness is totally separate from his identity. So he's one like us. Now this was when Jesus was here in the mortal uh, human um, likeness. He had to trust in God just as we do, and he found that very difficult just as we do. If you listen carefully to the passage from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 5, verses 7 through 9 says, 
who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared, though he was a son, yet learned the obedience by the things which he suffered, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. And I tell you, saints, when I was researching and discovered this, I did not realize that our Heavenly Father even cried like this and was even afraid. But this is truly a blessing. So if Jesus feared and cried and suffered, who are we that we should not cry, that we should not fear and we should not suffer to go through what he went through just so that we could have eternal life. Amen? Jesus, in the days of his mortal life, offered himself in sacrifice with tears and cries. He prayed to God who could save him from death. He was afraid. He dreaded what would happen. And also he was son. In one way he was divine, yet he had to learn through suffering and what obedience was. And this is love. Obedience doesn't mean just following a command of somebody else, what we call blind obedience, doing what we're told, and so on. The word itself clearly means to listen deeply, and in the spiritual sense, it means listening deeply to God, and that's possible for every one of us as it was for Jesus. In 1 John 4, 7-13, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth, excuse me, he that loveth not knoweth not God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we may live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but he loves us and sent his Son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us his spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Any comments? Any questions? Moving on. Obedience in ministry. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is the ultimate and essential credential for ministry. The anointing of the Holy Spirit identifies those whom God has set aside for ministry. From the time Moses anointed Aaron and his sons with oil as a symbolic act of consecration in Exodus 30:30, also in Leviticus 8 and 12, to the visitation of the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove at Jesus' baptism in Matthew 3:16, the symbol and reality of the Holy Spirit have been associated with an individual being set apart by God for ministry. The anointing of the Holy Spirit 
on a minister today has the same significance in communicating that he or she has been chosen by a sovereign God to partner with him in his mission to reconcile the world to himself. The anointing of the Holy Spirit on a person's life and ministry is a supernatural indicator of a God-ordained call. Human credentialing, while important, is secondary to the awareness and evidence that the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. The anointing of the Holy Spirit on a woman's ministry by God is a sacred and blessed gift, a source of reassurance of his setting her apart for his work. God's call on one's life is an obedience issue, not a gender issue. It is not a, excuse me, it is a humbling, awesome, and sobering recognition of the hand of the sovereign Lord in one's life. He is the one to whom we are committed to obey. The anointing of the Holy Spirit communicates across human categories and boundaries. It crosses traditional cultural barriers and opens seemingly closed doors for ministry. It is not unusual for the power of the Holy Spirit to cross deeply entrenched ethnic, social, and gender categories through obedient and anointed servants of God to reveal the love and the power of Jesus Christ. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is essential for life-changing ministry in the 21st century. Jesus himself proclaimed that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him, excuse me, anointing him to preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. See Luke 4, 18-19. The Son of God, association of the anointing of the Spirit with these ministries is a significant reminder of where our reliance must be if we are to similarly impact our world with the transforming love and power of Jesus Christ. The empowering of the Holy Spirit is not optional. It is a practical and critical component for essential ministry. Amen. The person engaged in pastoral leadership are availing themselves of the means of grace, such as praying, taking time for worship, and Sabbath rest. regularly receiving the Lord's Supper and researching the scriptures, not just for sermon notes, but to hear the Lord speaking to them. They begin their day by kneeling and praying. Any comments, any questions? Amen. Just want to say keep up the good work, sis. Well, thank you. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, kind of slow getting in because my my phone didn't want to um it didn't want to um connect. It kept telling me I had connection problems, but all is well. I tell you, we we online now. Amen. Bless the name of the Lord and thank you. And how is how's the the daughter doing? Amen. Uh, Sister Jasmine is doing fine, and so is that little Holland baby. <laughs> We thank God for the new life. We thank God for the new life. Amen. 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 Now, Apostle, did you have any comments on uh, obedience and ministry? Amen. Since I, I really didn't, but since, since you want to ask me and put me out there, obedience 
obedience is is being obedient to the rules and the regulations. Amen. And 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 God has rules and regulations. That's what the word of God is. Rules and regulations of the will and the ways of God and what he requires. So therefore obedience is 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 just like faith. It's just as important as faith. Obedience is just as important as love. God doesn't favor one one characteristic uh, one attribute of his over another, amen, and he considers all of them as being highly, highly important because that's what it's, take, it's going to take that for us to do his will and to serve him in spirit and in truth. So obedience obedience is, is, is sitting there with a high priority just like faith is. They, they, they're one, you know, but obedience is something that we as believers and, you know, new converts or whatever need to really strive for in Christ Jesus because I tell you, without it, the enemy has a plot and a plan and he has a field to play in if you don't, if you don't render and yield yourself to the obedience of the word of God. Amen. And I thank you for that, Apostle. And I didn't mean to throw you under the bus or put you out there, but when it comes to ministry, I highly respect your word on what it truly says and what it truly means. And this is not taken away from any of the other saints that are on the line, but when you raise to the pinnacle of apostle, you really had to be obedient in order to continue to be elevated up. Amen. Amen. (laughs) That is so true because I tell you, it's not, you know, it's not a – I don't want to say it's, it's a pity party, but it's not a pity party. But I tell you, the, the the ropes get tighter as we go up the ranks. It's not like we're getting it easy. Because, you know, in the world, in the military, I use the military as an example. I used to always think that when I become an E5, an E6, an E7, I wouldn't have to do, you know, certain things or the work would get lesser. But I tell you, that work got greater and greater. The higher the rank, the higher the calling, the greater the work. Yes, and trust me, I can relate to that because as I reached the E7, more responsibilities were placed on me just like now I'm in the non-military world, in the secular world, and the more you go up in grade, the more work uh, is placed upon you, the more responsibility. Amen. The greater the obedience uh, and making sure that you Keep your eye on the prize. It's more so because there's so much wickedness in high places. It's it's unbelievable. That's true. That's so true. I tell you, and obedience, it it plays a very good part in in the deliverance arena. Amen. Because we we as servants of God, amen, and those that are listening and those that are working their way up in the ranks to become a servant of God with the heart of God, amen, obedience is so important to do things the way God desires them to do because to be and do because I tell you, when we go and try to, you know, minister to people, casting out devils and casting out all these unclean spirits and stuff like that. Obedience plays a big part in all of it. Amen. I was reading something by Rick Warren the other day, and it said, God is not really that interested in your comfort, but he's very interested in your character. And being obedient um, brings about a character build in, in within ourselves, and I thought that was just a, a wonderful statement to make. 
Amen. Amen. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit now about obedience in marriage. Amen. Marriage, first and foremost, is a spiritual relationship. It works when two people are connected individually to God, walking with him, obeying him in the scriptures, and praying as individuals as well as as a couple. If we push the spiritual dimension to the side, we are ignoring the very God who created marriage and the one who can help us make it work. In Matthew seven twenty four to 27, Jesus spoke about two different foundations for life, and those statements are equally applicable to a couple building a house together. And it says, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and act on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on a rock, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed into the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and it great and great was its fall. Jesus was talking about the need to build our spiritual house on a solid foundation and the ways to support your life through increasing obedience to God and his word. Amen. When we build our house on that rock, which is Jesus, we can withstand the cultural storms and the currents of our selfishness and shortcomings. Now, how do we help each other set Jesus apart as Lord and Master in command of our lives? We must first know Christ personally and diligently follow his steps, growing towards Christian maturity. Paul wrote in Ephesians 4, 14 to 15, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, by speaking in truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. Amen. Is there an insider secret on how to make the most of time and build a marriage on a solid rock foundation of Jesus Christ? The answer is discipline. Certain spiritual activities contribute to the growing of a to the training of a growing discipline, and they are prayer. Every good relationship survives or dies on its communication. Prayer is the way to communicate with God. We need to pray as individuals and as a couple. Bible study. In the Word, we learn everything we need to know about God, His promises, and what He wants from us. And we see Jesus, our leader, in action and can learn better how to follow Him. Worship. We are commanded to worship God individually and collectively. If we are not worshiping God, we are probably worshiping something else. Amen. Giving, we are stewards of resources all known to us from God. We need to be diligent in sharing with others so their needs are met and they are in turn give thanks and glory to God. Fellowship. The body of Christ is our family. We need others, and they need us to accomplish the work of the kingdom as a loving team. Service. It is a privilege to serve others in the name of Christ, particularly those who are needy 
and alone, and witness. Jesus entrusted his followers the task of reconciling the lost to God. That involved all aspects of the process, from cultivating friendships with neighbors and others who are not believers, to planting seeds by sharing testimony and the word, to actually reaping the harvest by asking those made ready by the Holy Spirit to receive God. These disciplines, any questions? I thought I heard somebody. These disciplines are as important to develop as a couple as they are as individuals. And we, as we seek God together as a couple, we also draw closer to each other as we develop a deep, close spiritual intimacy. Amen? Amen. In Ephesians 5, 22 uh, through 33 says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to protect her to himself, excuse me, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This this is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. As the wife honors her husband and submits herself to the Lord, the Lord in turn will nurture and strengthen the marriage relationship. And as the husband loves his wife and submits himself to the Lord, the Lord in turn will demonstrate his great love in the marriage relationship. Any comments for us? Uh, get ready to wrap up. Go ahead, sis. Amen. Now, if we are not willing to have Christ in the middle of our marriage, then you're going to have some consequences. And number one consequence, wives, we will be standing at the door hearing Betty Wright singing to your husband, tonight's the night that you make me a woman. And husbands, you're going to be singing in your drinks. Ain't no need in going home. Jody's got my girl and gone. Amen. I just thought I'd throw a little joke up in there. But you need to have God in the middle, in the beginning, and in the end of your marriage. He needs to be there. 
I'm listening to something on the phone, and she made she made a, a, a comment, but she threw in like some some songs from a record, and it was just cute how she tied it in there. Now there's a thin line between love and hate. But working together as one with God, our marriages become a cord of three strands, not easily broken. The cord of three strands symbolizes the joining of one man and one woman by God into a marriage relationship. Marriages take three, you, your spouse, and God. It was God who taught us to love by keeping him at the center of our marriages. His love will continue to bind us together as one throughout our marriages. Amen. Saints of God, I pray you receive these teachings with a loving heart, with an open mind, and a willingness to be obedient. Do I have any comments or questions? I just thank God for you, sister. I like the way you said uh, how we partner with him to reconcile the world to himself Amen. Um, and how obedience is the key. And I thank God how you, you were sharing with us how God's call is an obedience issue, not a gender issue. And, yeah. I, you know, so you're teaching us to let us know that it's God will call whoever. It's about being obedient. Amen. Amen. It's about being o- obedient. And, and even Jesus Christ, there was a lot of things he didn't want to do. But he did it. He was obedient to the cross. And I just thank God for you letting us know that no matter what we do in ministry, marriage, or in church, we're going to have to be obedient to God to do anything we want to do in the kingdom. Because we can't win souls if we're not obedient. We're not obedient. Amen. uh, Like I had said previously, he's not interested that interested in our comfort but in our character. And our character has to take on the characteristics of him. Amen. And the fruits of the Spirit and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Everything that is being taught by each person that comes and give us the word and, and uh, the lessons each Wednesday, these are things that are building us in character. Amen. And these attributes also strengthen and encourage us so that we can move forward in the ministry. God has already looked into our hearts to see exactly what we are capable of. He already knows this before we even ask and before we even realize it ourselves. And I thank God for that. I really, really do. I thank him for uh, his word that he just uh, gives to us each and every uh, Wednesday to to, uh, impart it unto uh, his children. It is so important, so important to be obedient unto the Spirit. It is so important. Amen. Any other comments or questions? This is Sister Mumford, and we're asking prayer again this week. We thank God for the, the program, the service, the word was good, and we appreciate God for what he's doing. Amen. Thank you, Sister Mumford. Anyone else need prayer? Anyone uh, sick among us tonight? I need prayer. Amen. And your name, Sister? Serena Kendrick. Sister Kendrick, okay. We thank and praise God for you being on the line tonight. Anyone else need prayer? 
Do we have any deaths in the family? Amen. Father God, we thank and praise you tonight for your word on strength and courage to be obedient. We thank and praise God for all the saints that are on the lines as well as those that are on the computers tonight. We thank and praise God for Sister Mumford and for Sister Kendrick. Father God, you know what they stand in need of. And, Father God, we just ask in the name of Jesus that you meet the need tonight, dear God. Oh, Father God, we thank you for the new life that came into this world tonight, dear God. And we thank and praise God that if there's any deaths within our family tonight, dear God, that you just send your comforting angels to uh, comfort and keep them tonight, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, O oh God. Father God, we just thank you for your word that always goes forward to accomplish with that which you sent it forward to do. And, Father God, we just thank you for being hearers and doers of your word tonight, O oh God. Oh, Father God, we ask that you just bless each and every last one of us tonight, dear God, for we all stand in need of something tonight, O oh God. One stand in need of one thing and one stand in need of another, O oh God. And, Father God, we ask that you just meet the need tonight, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. And Father God, we be careful to give you all the thanks and all the praise for each and everything that you've done in our lives, oh God. Oh, Father God, we just thank you for your shield of protection and you we thank you for keeping us covered under the blood on each and every day, oh God. Oh, Father God, we ask that you just bless our children as they're now returning back to school, oh God. Bless the babies as well as the adults that are going to school. Father God, we ask that you bless each and every person's study tonight, oh God. We ask that you bless each and every person's mind, heart, soul, and spirit tonight, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh, Father God, we thank you. We love you. And we adore you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Lord. And good night, everybody. I thank you for your attention tonight. Good night, Minister. Good night. Good night.
Hello?
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.